Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Life's a Tower. On the horn, Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer, Cameron Parker, alongside. Taking your submissions there. I'm still somewhat fascinated by the un- uncontrollable diarrhea. That's a, a CB texted that those words that it said it came out as a part of that deal. Um, also, I mentioned the movie, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. And... Uh, and CB put put the thing up there. Yeah, it's about the young Abraham Lincoln before he becomes president. President Lincoln battles a Confederate bloodsucker outbreak by night in this exciting version. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I might have to yeah. uh, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Rod had it on DVD, and I borrowed it from him, and I think I lost it afterwards, and I felt bad because I wanted to get it back <laughs> to him. He said not to worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. Uh, I wanted to watch it, and and I did watch it. When's the last uh, time you watched something on DVD? Uh, Ken Burns, uh, Vietnam series, maybe. Okay. It might might, might have been that. Or Blu-ray. How, how long ago was that? Uh, been a minute. At least a year, I'd say. Cam, was the last time you watched a Blu-ray or a DVD? I think um, my uncle gave me 1917 on Ooh. Blu-ray 4K, and it wasn't streaming yet, so I okay. popped that into okay. my Xbox. There you go. Great movie. You need to watch yeah. that again. Yeah, yeah. Lynn and I actually saw that at the theater. Yeah, we saw that uh, at at the time, and um, and and I watched. Uh, I'd watched several Ken Burns things on DVD before they became available on. Is it Netflix or Hulu? It's on one of the streaming I get services. Confused, yeah. yeah, it's on one of the streaming services now. All all of Ken Burns stuff, but I have the vast majority of his of his work on DVD from leading up to that, including baseball, obviously the baseball series, baseball, uh, and, uh, and then uh, civil war and, uh, in Vietnam. So uh, seeing a lot of his work on that. Uh, but, but now you can just, yeah, you can just pull it down and do your streaming. Um, CB says he bought John wick for, uh, John wick for 4k yesterday. Just got the John Wick. Are you guys John Wick dudes? Are you into John Wick? Yes. Are you? Haven't mm-hmm. seen the fourth one yet, though. Okay. I have yeah. not seen the fourth one either. Okay. Uh, well, let's know, CB. How good is it? Yeah, you'll have to ask him and see. Uh, uh, somebody else said, I saw the documentary Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> the documentary. 
documentary. Uh, I saw last night in the movie theaters, there's a trailer for <clears throat> Mad Heidi. I wonder if it's the same uh, same director. Yeah. Oh, somebody else said a Ken Burns series on National Parks is amazing. It is. I think I, I gave a DVD set of that to my brother, uh, who's really the National Park um, uh, expert in, in, the, in the family, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and, uh, Captain Caveman says Wick 4 is awesome. So, and, uh, so he said, apparently the term graveyard shift came from when people were buried way back when there was a string with a bell attached above ground. The caretaker had to sit up all night and listen for the bells ringing and take them up in case they were live inside, uh, the, uh, the, in, 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 in. It said instantly the term graveyard shift, urban legend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so said on that story, was there no embalming involved? Apparently not. I mean, you're having to wait four hours and then get that in there. So, you know, um, so uh, th- th- that's a good question. So There's said, something what, nefarious there. I need to look into that. Why are you going to have a wait four hours after someone dies? Here, here you go with somebody saying on that, that story we had about the Ozempic. I was on Ozempic for two plus years for my diabetes and had to get off of it. No diarrhea or loss of interest in food, but constipation and Ugh. abdominal and back pain. See, man, if I See, had that's to pick, the other side. I'd rather have uh, neither one's good. Are you really going to talk about whether you choose between one or the other there? Yeah, I would rather have diarrhea than be constipated. Wouldn't you guys? Yeah, I think I'm with you. You don't want to walk around feeling like you got a bowling ball just <laughs> down in your gullet. Like nobody wants that. Like, I'd rather puke than be constipated. That's how Elvis died, Craig. Constipation yeah. took out the king. It could it could get any of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, you imagine uh, you know the legend of Elvis, and it ended on the throne. I like to my mom, who's a huge, gigantic Elvis fan. Yeah, I like to remind my mom that Elvis died with what was it allegedly twenty some odd pounds of impacted feci inside just him. making it even worse okay hey you're lucky when you brought up the mamas and the papas the other day that i didn't start riffing on mama Cass and ham sandwiches so i spared you that one thank you appreciate that uh i do have a heart the sec 2024 football schedule announcement yep a&M, Texas, Arkansas, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see when it uh, when it gets to that. Uh, Jim from Lago Vista, yep. So much for eating lunch. Yeah, I get it. You know. Uh, so so there you go. Uh, okay, uh, Jeff, keep doing all your postcard your card posts mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. I love seeing it all. I've started collecting again. Astros, UT football players, my theme. Carlos out in Kyle. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I uh, haven't done it in a couple of days, but I'll, I'll get back on it. Um, got some really good stuff. As a matter of fact, Craig, I uh, got a couple of surprises for you on the way. Are you? Yeah. Really? I, one in particular I think you'll be very thrilled with. Okay. I look forward to that. Uh, we need a break. When we come back, we'll get to our second hour Longhorn Notebook and our Flex 30 updates. We'll do that next when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe, Light the Tower. I 
like when Jeff Lynn adds the panning right here. Running down the avenue. <laughs> ah, little Mr. Blue Sky. Out of the blue, 1978. Electric Light Orchestra, which I always said was, on my music survey, one of the great underrated bands of our time. Uh, by the way, Jeff is going on vacation after today, so you're out the rest of this week and all next week, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will reveal the name of the person who is doing the music survey that is returning a week from Friday. So there'll be a music survey, and then and then uh, and then I'm going to be out uh, afterwards and uh, taking the the annual uh, trip back east. Uh, back to the home state of North Carolina. Not sure if I'm going through your hometown there of Charlotte. Not sure I'm going to make it through Charlotte. I may go up through my hometown, up through the Piedmont, up to Greensboro. I might might go on my way to on my way to the coast. Yeah, I, w- I would avoid I-77 if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even I-85 running through there. Yeah, might be difficult through the through there or something. I might be doing it. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, music survey coming up, and then uh, when I get back. Uh, afterwards, and Jeff and I meet up in Arlington for Big 12 Football Media Days, and then when we come back, Cam is going to do the music survey. By the way, around around the 4th of July, be prepared for Cameron Parker to be a pretty big part of the presentation because I have no idea what our on-air schedule is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I know we're all off on the 4th. Yeah, and I'll I'll be out during that entire week anyway. Now, I don't know. The coast. I'm, pro- I'm, prob- I'm probably out for the third. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. I don't know. There'll be plenty of people around, and they'll be doing that. This this is the time of year where it gets to the vacation season, and so all the members have said, like, Aaron's out tomorrow on Friday. They, they're doing a thing uh, there with his daughter's birthday, and they're going up to, I think, to Nashville, and there's different days. Well, this, my one shot, really, to get my vacation in is always at the end of the month into uh, the first 10 uh, days or so of July, and and that'll be the case, like it always is. Um, so Big Twelve Media Days is what the thirteenth is it the thirteenth, the fourteenth, or the twelfth and the thirteenth. And I will. And then be, coaching schools right after that, right? Yes, it is starting on the sixteenth. That is correct. Okay. That's so, in Houston this year. Yes, it is. It is at it's, the uh, George R. Brown yeah. Convention Center. Yes, it is. It's back in Houston this year. So um, anyway, uh, so there's, there's in fact uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm here for the first hour of the program. Jeff's out tomorrow. And then I have a, a meeting with the Texas High School Coaches Association because we have our um, annual um, uh, meeting where we're you know, plotting out all of the events and things like that that, that I'm a part of with, with all of that. Cameron, I understand you have an NBA Summer League preview ready to go for hour number two tomorrow. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Complete rundown. <laughs> oh, that'll oh, be sure. fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get to the notebook, let's get to our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, even though the academic and athletic school year for 2022-2023 is now in the books... For your UIL sanctioned activities, uh, that means it's kind of—it's almost like a NASCAR when you say the silly season, the off-season stuff happens, right? Uh, in this case, it would be the UIL's legislative council meetings that has just happened. 
Did you see the items uh, that were being considered? I did not, no. I'm trying to get myself caught up on the uh, the NIL legislation okay. in the state that was just passed. Okay. So well, some of, the, anyway. some of this may interest, you. It may interest you, okay? They finished yesterday. First of all, they had the stat- Standing Committee on Academics, so you guys should know uh, that they have approved uh, a proposal to add Robotics Education and Competition Foundation, RECF, as a sanctioned contest. And a proposal. Oh, robotics already was. Well, that's Robotics Education and Competition Foundation. So there's it's oh. a separate division. Okay. And a proposal to pilot theatrical design as a contest for uh, middle school or junior high. Because remember, the UIL also administers um, with regard to uh, middle schools. Yeah. For example, they uh, drafted a, authorized the staff to study a proposal to allow students in 1A and 2A schools to participate in both Lincoln Douglas and Cross X debate. Now, um, you should know that on athletics, because I'm I'm sure you I'm sure you'd be interested in this. Um, the UIL has approved a plan that will allow in 1A and 2A schools. Think real small schools where it's all in one building, all in, you know that type of thing, mm-hmm. where there's a dearth of actual middle school. When your middle school grades are six, seven, and eight, and the UIL is always seventh grade starts at seventh grade, they have approved a proposal to allow sixth graders to be in the middle school thing only for the one A and two A schools when it meets certain criteria numbers. So if you're in middle school as a sixth grader. You could actually participate in a UIL activity. But, again, that's a small school, 1A and, and 2A. All right? So, here's... Here, uh, so, if you're a middle schooler at uh, you know, Bartlett, Granger. Yeah, something like that, you know. And, Holland, some of our various outposts. Yeah, yeah it could be a, a part of that. All right, now, here's, here's uh, something else. The Standing Committee on Athletics approved a proposal in concept a proposal to allow coaches to coach their athletes in an all-star game. So we could actually coach their athletes in an all-star game. Um, They uh, also uh, have authorized their staff to study these proposals. One, a proposal to extend the December game limitation rule to Thanksgiving break. I think that would largely apply to basketball mm-hmm. if that would happen. A proposal to increase the number of athletes from regional state from two to three in spring tennis, and a proposal to add boys volleyball as a UIL sanctioned activity. That's they're going to study okay. that sort of thing. Okay. Now here comes the fun part: the standing committee on athletics denied, rejected, or took no action on the following proposals. Does any of this involve making the seven-man sled mandatory in football? Uh, no. Damn. Now, these are all proposals that were denied, rejected, or no action taken. One, a proposal to prohibit train horns at football games. Okay? I'd be on board with that, actually. A proposal to prohibit cheerleaders at basketball games. I like, like ma- somebody probably got hurt or something, and they're probably worried about close to the baseline. So they somebody made that proposal. They took no action on it or denied okay. it. Okay? Okay. A proposal to allow audio communication devices for hearing-impaired athletes in basketball. A proposal to allow 
Not one, but two PE courses. Two PE why, courses. Why do we need two PE courses? I don't know, but it got denied. Is or, there anything or, that's more of a beating for everybody involved than high school PE? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I was thinking Ferris Bueller out there running the laps there. A proposal to require officials to be paid for games canceled by the schools within five days. So in other words, officials want to get paid for that, and they were like, no. Well, there's already an official shortage, so let's just go ahead and give them less incentive to want to sign up and add to that workforce. A proposal to prohibit coaches from coaching their own child at the school they're employed. That got denied. Say that again? That sounds... Like like Todd Dodge would not have been able to coach Riley Dodge under that proposal. It got denied. That's... Somebody had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a proposal to amend the softball and baseball rules regarding batters. Not sure what that is. This one kind of disappointed me. They get to me. carry the bat around the bases. <laughs> yeah. This one kind of disappointed me. Uh, the UIL rejected, denied, or took no action on a proposal to add table tennis as a UIL-sanctioned activity. No ping pong. Oh. No UIL. We need to find the next Forrest Gump. I uh, know. A proposal to allow coaches to coach seven-on-seven leagues in the summer. That needs to happen. It's already, it's already happening anyway. Uh, a proposal to add three-meter diving. A proposal to add girls lacrosse. Um, so, anyway, there's... there and, and a proposal to prohibit all athletic activities during the month of July. That got shot down. So, there it is. That happened with the UIL Standing Committee on who thought Athletics. That, who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. It just said it was a proposal. It got shot down, though. So there you are. All right, there's your uh, Flex 30. Is boys update. lacrosse a UIL sanctioned sport? No. That's, I didn't think so. So why would you sh- yeah. sanction girls when you haven't sanctioned boys? I'm yeah. not trying to be sexist here or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Is well, there I, enough, want... I don't know. Is there a lot of interest in girls lacrosse? Oh, I'm sure there is. The girls but playing but, lacrosse? But the, but the issue is, you know, why sanction one and not the other? Yeah, if it were if it were to happen that way. So anyway, n- no action was taken, or it was right. denied, or you the know, one whatever. about coaching your kid. That's just somebody. That was somebody that probably felt like they needed to do something to justify their job, yeah. and submitted that or proposal. Got mad because their school got beat by a team where the father coached the son. Yeah, what do you do? Sometimes make, it's as petty as that. Make the kid transfer. <laughs> Sometimes it it becomes as petty as that. It really does. All right, uh, time for our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. All right, so let's re rack what we think we know about the SEC schedule revealed tonight. At this yeah. point, uh, uh, by the way, uh, somebody said Title Nine that does not apply to UIL. No. Um, so we reported this at Horse Twenty Four Seven last night. Looks like the 2024 schedule for Texas in the SEC will include Texas A&M, Arkansas, in addition to OU. Seems like Georgia is a possibility. Craig, you mentioned Florida potentially mm-hmm. being there. Yep. Other than that, I'm just anxious to tune in tonight at 6 on the yep. SEC Network to see how this unfolds. I'm fascinated. Um, I do think, though, and then we talked about the non-conference game on Texas schedule, which do you want to re-rack that? Because I think that's really interesting, and that'll cause everybody to start playing a game of, all right, what does everybody's non-conference schedule look like and who could maybe fill that void for Texas? Several, as we know, uh, SEC schools play football championship subdivision schools, FCS, as we more commonly remember it, 1AA. I still wish they called it one double A instead of FCS. Yeah. I wish they did, but I understand the reason that the the, the 
um, the higher ups at those institutions thought it was demeaning, demeaning to say that as opposed to, you know, whatever. I, I don't see Division Two really bothered by that. By the way, congratulations to the Angelo State Rams, your Division we, Two national champions. We ran that down yesterday in the flex. Yeah, the- Kevin Brooks, great guy, head coach there. Uh, my oldest son Andy was a videographer there for the and baseball and program. Andy was a proud yeah. Angelo State alum. He is, and and was the videographer for, for the baseball program while he was there. So yes, and Jeremy Bryant, longtime play-by-play voice, good good for all of them, winning that D two national championship. Um, so the, as we know this, and it, and it becomes, uh, you might say, commonplace for folks to derisively refer to the non-conference games as cupcake week or whatever and say, yeah, you know, got to have that game against Western Carolina. My older brother, by the way, Western Carolina cred, you know, <laughs> or Western Carolina student, former student, went to Western for a while there. Uh, the Citadel, got to have the Citadel on the schedule. You got to have Furman, you know, that, that kind of thing. So that, that comes up quite a bit uh, off of that. And there will be, there will be, Schools in the SEC that continue to play FCS opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was led to believe is that an announcement could be coming pretty soon on that fourth non-conference opponent for next year, uh, for 2024, and that it will not be an FCS school. So that's uh, that's uh, what you know what I what had been kind of hinted to me that it was. That it was going to be a uh, that it would be a uh, a, a, a division one you know it'd be an FBS school meaning in all probability a G five um, uh, a group of five or you know one of those anyway not a power five but that uh, but that they should have an announcement on that uh, relatively soon uh, perhaps uh, in conjunction with or right after or not long after. The schedule release tonight, but like you said, there's all manner of zeroing in on that schedule. On yeah, the, um, um, I, like I said, I'm excited to see. And then you know, one of the things that I'll be looking at is okay, who's not on that schedule, and when can you expect? You know, I don't know, an, an Auburn or a Tennessee or a South Carolina, whoever's not on that schedule, Kentucky. When are they going to show up on it? Is, is there are there any trips, Craig, in that conference that you're looking? Just chomping at the bit to to get to. Sure, uh, I was really looking forward to doing the game in Baton Rouge that didn't happen in 2020. Have you you've never called a game in Death Valley? Not in football. I've done it basketball and baseball, not in football. So, in, in fact, very few SEC venues. I'm trying to think if I've even done a football game. Have it in Florida. Have it in LSU. Alabama's this year, obviously. I did do Alabama-Auburn at yeah. Auburn. Uh, did do Iron Bowl for Westwood 1, but not, obviously, Texas went in. Haven't done a football game at Kentucky. Haven't done a football game at Vanderbilt, Missouri. Arkansas, yeah. obviously. Uh, and A&M, obviously. But um, uh, not uh, South Carolina. Uh, um, like I said, not Florida. Uh, yeah, uh, not Ole Miss. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Ole you've Miss. Been Ole Miss. Twenty twelve. I was gonna say I've been not, Ole, I've been Ole yeah. Miss. You've been Ole Miss. Yeah, not Mississippi State. Right. I'm not done football. I uh, yeah, the one I'm looking forward to, honestly, uh, you know, because like you go to Tuscaloosa this year, you know they're gonna go to Baton Rouge at some point. Tennessee's the one on the road trip I'm looking forward to. I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, there's something about 
I haven't done a when, game there. When you football. when you watch the the opening of a Tennessee game and they give you that big yeah. overhead shot of Neyland Stadium sure. and they're doing the vol walk, I'm like the checkerboard end zone. Like there's just yeah. something that's always fascinated me about watching a football game at Neyland Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I mean all of those all of those places I've not done. So the the places where I've done football games of SEC schools are ones that were former Big Twelve or Southwest Conference schools, mm-hmm. other than Ole Miss, because it's it's Missouri, Arkansas, Texas A and M, Ole Miss, uh, and then like I said, I did Alabama Auburn at Auburn for Westwood One, but not for Texas. But where Texas is concerned. I've not done a football game. In, in LSU, I've done basketball and baseball. Mississippi State and, and LSU done men's and women's basketball games there and baseball. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, uh, women's basketball only. Uh, and I'm told you know, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy calling a baseball game at Duty Noble when they play Mississippi State yeah. there. Same thing with several of those SEC venues. Alex Box, I have baseball there. I don't think it'll be like TCU where you're out like amongst amongst Gen Pop <laughs> calling a game. No. Uh, uh, hey, but real quick before yeah. we before we hit the break, I do want to go kind of around the horn. Yeah. Uh, and and what what would disappoint you about the schedule release? The only thing that would disappoint me about the schedule release is if Texas A and M and Arkansas are on the schedule, and both of those are road games. I'd like to see one of those be at home. Craig is there? Craig Cam, whichever one of you wants to go first. Anything on the schedule release that would disappoint you tonight, Cam? A and M not being the Thanksgiving game. That's been a lot of discussion. Okay, yeah. that's the only one for me. That has still been a point of discussion, by the way. Because A and M's made it clear publicly that they would like to keep LSU that week. Yeah, here's the other thing. There was one other item last hour I did not mention. I'd forgotten about that. While it may not be the only reason, it is a reason. This, this thing about whether it's going to be on Thanksgiving weekend or not, it is certainly a reason, if not a primary reason, that they're only announcing home and away and not dates. There you go. Because that still has to be determined. There's other ones that would have to be determined as well. But that that's one of the, one of the things that is still in discussion on the table right now, and that's why we're just going to see home and away opponents for that. So that's that's where that is. Uh, in yeah. terms of being disappointed, uh, obviously I would be I would be quite disappointed if A and M were not on the schedule. I'm I'm expecting it completely yeah. to be on the schedule. Uh, yeah, I, I think if both A and M and Arkansas uh, were both road games, and and the OU game, like we said, next year Texas is actually the designated road team, and that counts, by the way. At least it did in the Big 12 when you're talking about your home and away things. It counts as whether it's your home game or your away game. So you would have those three games as road games. I can't see that. I yeah. I, I would be disappointed, and I'd be quite surprised. That's why I, I was told that probably all three are on the schedule and probably one of A&M Arkansas would be a home game, the other would be a road game. Yeah, you had something real quick, Cam? If we're not going to play A&M that week, Thanksgiving week, then can we not even play a game? Because, Craig, you've seen how poor the student attendance is, especially if you're going to play at 11, 12 o'clock. If the students won't be there because they're all out on break, why even play a game? Why not have a bye week unless that's going to be the fourth non-conference game? Well, first of all, I don't think that'll be the case. Secondly, I'll, I'll 
put the question to you. It's rather rhetoric in, in nature, but you mentioned about the students, whatever. How do you think the student turnout is going to be for Friday night game this year against Texas Tech on Thanksgiving weekend? Black Friday night. I would, I would hope it would be great. I would hope, right? Friday night games haven't been all that well that's attended why, since they've been happening. That's what I'm saying. I just, you know, just make it a conference game and play the damn thing on Saturday. Yeah. You know, that still, because yep. if you're in the SEC championship game, still gives you a full week. Plus, that Saturday is when you got Clemson, South Carolina is that mm-hmm. Saturday, Georgia, Georgia Tech's that yep. Saturday. Maybe Florida, Florida State. You know, going forward. You know, if you know down the road when you got an opening, as a matter of fact, I got Texas future schedules pulled up. You won't have an opening until technically you've got one in twenty twenty seven. You got Michigan and UTEP. Are, are you gonna you know schedule a, a TCU or a Texas Tech or whatever? And you want to play something or Baylor? You want to play it that weekend? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Why not? I guess, but I just I think that would be a mistake. Just schedule an SEC opponent, whoever it is, yeah. and just play it on. Yeah, just play it on Saturday. Yeah, uh, and and I think unless it's really if it if it isn't A and M, or 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 even Arkansas, if it isn't if it isn't one of those, then it probably would be a Saturday. It probably I think, I think it would almost have to be Arkansas, right? If you just want to try to make that some kind of rivalry game, because everybody else in that conference is going to have a a, a rivalry game that weekend, right? Like I said, Clemson, South Carolina, Florida, Florida State, Egg Bowl, Iron Bowl, it's all that weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but that is still a point of discussion. They're still discussing all that. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Okay, uh, just to wrap up, somebody asked me about uh, what was the deal about uh, why the player wasn't ejected with uh, throwing his helmet. The ump's were on the take. I kid. I and let me put it to you this way. If Texas had done the same thing, would you have been mad if they had ejected the kid out of that? There's a, That's an umpire discretion rule. That's why. I think we're going to do it in that situation there. Somebody asked Jeff, so the 16-year-olds in Gerald, grade 6, can play sports? Stop it. But They're a 4A school, so no, they, no. They're, they're not able to participate, no. sadly. Hey, uh, have a good vacation. I'll do my best to enjoy it. Yeah. We'll be back tomorrow. Jeff's going to hit Disney World. Yes. So that'll be fun. All right, we're going to be back uh, tomorrow from a man behind the glass, our producer, Cam Parker, and from a co-host. The soon-to-be vacationing Jeff Howe. I'm Craig Way. Stay tuned. Up next, Chad and Zay. We'll visit with you tomorrow, 10 o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.